So every family has certain stories that become part of kind of the family legend, and they give meaning and identity uh, to that family. In my family, one of the stories like that uh, I want to start with today, um, and it's, it's really about, it's about when I was born. So my dad is kind of a wild card. You just never know what you're going to get from my dad. And when I was on the way to being born, and they were thinking about names, my dad was pushing really hard for Zebulon. Not kidding. You are not allowed to call me that, though. Um, some of my priest friends, my mom, like whenever she tells stories about our family to my priest fraternity, they use that against me which is what priests do. But anyway, so some of them call me Father Zeb, which I'm like. Um, but my dad was pushing for that. And my dad, uh, hopefully God is leading him into the church right now. But at least at that time, my dad was really not a religious man. And the irony, of course, is Zebulon is one of the 12 tribes of Israel. But he wanted to name me that for Zebulon Pike, for whom Pike's Peak is named. Um, but as the story goes, and this is one of those stories that we've told over and over in our family, is that when I was born and they were debating and my dad said it's got to be Zebulon and my mom didn't know, uh, the story goes that when I was born they both looked at me and they knew right away they just said, that's Brian. And my parents love telling that story. For some reason, they just knew at that moment that had to be my name. Today, I want to speak to your heart. So much of what we do at Lord's, I think so much of my job is to help you to engage your mind. And our minds and our hearts need to be connected. That's really important. But today, we're primarily going to take aim at our hearts. And what I want to share with you today, I want to talk about the mystery, the spiritual reality of a person's name. There's something to that. There's something amazing when someone knows our name. That it speaks to the idea that they know us. And that our personhood is something that is known. Little kids know this, by the way. Um, one of the fringe benefits of being a priest, anybody thinking about it, here's, the, here's one in the plus column. Uh, you are the ultimate celebrity to preschoolers and kindergartners. And it is awesome. And so, like, I'll go to the kindergarten room, and the, they, they just go nuts, like, it's Father Brian! <laughs> and I'm like, finally someone gets it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, but they do, they go nuts. And one of the things that the, the little kids that they love to do with me is they, they want so badly for me to know their name. It's beautiful. It's really hard as the priest. You're like, there's like 80 like kids between, you know, preschool and kindergarten in our school. And so they love coming up to me, Father Brian, what's my name? And my, my you know, trick is always to think of obscure biblical names. You know, so I'm like, ah, oh, Zerubbabel. 
Hananiah, right? And I kind of go on and on, and they look at me like, oh, you're so silly, Father Brian. Um, but they love that. They want me to know their name. And today's message for you is super simple and super powerful. The scriptures today, they want to scream to us that the reason you and I are Christians is not because we figured it out and we thought through things carefully, but it's because the love of God broke into our lives and God knows your name. And he calls you by name. It's an amazing experience. It's so easy for us. I am certainly guilty of this. It's very easy for us as Catholics to turn our faith into things we know about Jesus. And it's important that you know things about him. But there are plenty of atheists who know a lot of things about Jesus. A Christian is not someone who knows things about God. That's not a Christian. A Christian is someone that God has called by name. And they knew it to the depths of their soul, and they couldn't help but turn and follow him. That's the heart of Christianity, brothers and sisters. It's all over our readings today. Today in our first reading from 1 Samuel chapter 2. It's a time much like ours. The, the nation of Israel is in a very dark time. And in, in 1 Samuel, the priesthood is corrupt. And the high priest, right, the high priest refuses to discipline priests who are breaking all of the rules. God's response is not to set a policy in place as good and necessary as that can be. His response is not to start a program as good and necessary as those can be. God's response is to call Samuel by name. And Samuel is a boy today, we hear. He's asleep in the temple. It's not Solomon's temple, that's going to be down the road. But he's near God's presence, and he's attentive, and he's listening, and God calls out to him, Samuel, Samuel. And the boy Samuel has to learn how to hear the voice of God in his life, in his soul. I love this. This is all over the Bible. To be a Christian, right, the people who are the most convicted of their faith, the people who's, who feel fully alive and who become great witnesses to God, they don't have all the answers. They maybe can't explain the proofs of God's existence from St. Thomas Aquinas. But what they know to the depths of their soul is they had that moment where God spoke and he's called them by name. In Exodus, a couple examples here. In Exodus 33, Moses is in the darkest place of his life. And Moses says to the Lord in Exodus 33:12, he says, You say to me, 
Lord, you say to me, bring this people up. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moses feels overwhelmed. I'm supposed to lead this entire people and I'm alone and I'm overwhelmed, Lord. You have not let me know who you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name. Love that. If you're going to be a Christian, it's so important, brothers and sisters, that right now, today, at Mass, after Mass, when you're on your knees thanking God for the gift of himself in the Eucharist, do you know that the Lord calls you by name? The words at Mass are not spoken in general just to the whole world. They are spoken to you. That is so powerful. It is so important. In the book of Revelation, Revelation 2, Jesus says to us, he says, to the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on it. The stone which no one knows except him who receives it. Do you know that God knows you? Do you know that he has a stone in heaven with your new name written on it? I think of parents, we had a, I had a baptism on Saturday, as I do every single Saturday, because you guys have kids. Thank you for having kids. That's good. Um, but we had a baptism on Saturday, and there's this profound moment in a baptism where the priest turns to the parents, and he says to mom and dad, he says, parents, what name do you give to your child? What a profound moment for a parent to give that identity to their son or their daughter. Do you know that God has that for you? St. Anthony, uh, or I'm sorry, um, yeah, St. Anthony of the Desert. In the early church, there's a famous scene of this. In his life, he was turning, and Samuel is doing this today. What we can do about this, you can't force God to speak, but what you can do is you can prepare your heart to be ready when he does. You can turn off the noise in your life and the sin so that when he does speak to you, you can actually hear. So St. Anthony of Egypt was a devout Catholic, and he's praying one day about how the early church sold all they had and they lived in common and they gave everything to God and he's praying about that. His heart is ready for God to speak to him. And he went to Mass one Sunday and the, the priest got up at Mass and read the Gospel where Jesus says to the rich young man, he says, go sell all you have, give to the poor and come follow me. And Anthony knew he knew in that moment that that reading was not addressed to someone else. He knew that God was speaking to him. He became, became one of the greatest saints of early Christianity. He's the founder, in many ways, of monasticism. 
He inspired other great saints because he knew that God wasn't speaking to someone else. He knew that Jesus was speaking to him. There are few things in our faith that are more important than this. And today in our gospel, so powerfully, I was praying as I do every week with what to, what to say to you this week. What does God want me to say to you? What do the scriptures say to us? The last line of our gospel today, Andrew, it says, he brought Simon Peter to Jesus. Jesus looked at him, at Peter. And I just stopped there this week. And I just sat in prayer of like, what did it feel like for Peter? What was that like when Jesus looked at him? And he knew him. And I knew praying with that this week in my own life, I've had moments like that. I've had moments where I knew the Lord was looking straight into my soul. Jesus looked at him and said, So you are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. By the way, the early church in the New Testament, Cephas is Aramaic. In the early church, when you see Aramaic in the New Testament, it's a sign that someone remembered the exact word that Jesus spoke in that moment, and it struck him to the heart. I have no doubt that Peter, the rest of his life, remembered when God himself looked at him and gave him a name. Brothers and sisters, we live in a time a little bit like Samuel. There's a lot of brokenness. Our country feels like it's tearing itself apart. The church has a lot of corruption and is in desperate need of renewal. There's only one way it happens. Right? We have to do all the right things around procedures and we have to be smart about things, but that's not how the church is renewed. The church is renewed when someone in this church this morning knows that God is not speaking to somebody else but to them. This is why I became a priest. At different moments in my life, I felt that, that moment, and it wasn't like, you know, God didn't say, Brian, she's not going to marry you. <laughs> he didn't say that. I've never heard an audible voice Thank you for not saying that. I would have been devastated. Uh, but he doesn't, I've never heard him like that, but I have heard in the depths of my soul, and I knew that he knew me. And he was calling me to follow him. That's how the church is renewed. Brothers and sisters, today, if you... If you hear the voice of God today, if you hear him call you by name, that is how our church is renewed. That is how marriages are made brand new. That is how we get vocations to religious life and priesthood. It is how we grow in holiness. It's how our nation is healed. It's the very foundation of Christianity.
And so Jesus, today, Lord, I pray for every person here. Lord, no matter what their history is, no matter what's going on right now, no matter their fears, Lord, today would you let every person here know that you know them by name. That you knew them and loved them before the world began. That you call them to be close to you, to follow you, to give their lives to you. Jesus, will you renew your church? But Lord, will you call me by name?